If you've been following along and have never joined a design bootcamp, I'm going to encourage you to sign up. It's five hours of workshops and we have live versions going on often so you can come and ask questions. Go to www.designsuitecourses.com slash design bootcamp. If you have been struggling to get sales from your design work or understanding what you really need to do to make money, I have the workshop for you. On September 23rd, I'm hosting my first ever profitable designer workshop. This one day, three hour workshop is only $97, but I have a discount for all my podcast listeners. Go to KarinaGardnerCourses.com slash profit and put in the code podcast for $50 off. I can't wait to see you more profitable. Welcome to the Make and Design Podcast. I'm your host, Karina Gardner. On this podcast, we're unraveling the everyday joys and dilemmas of design, making, and business. For makers who want to be designers and for designers who are makers, this is your inside scoop to help you grow your business and bring more creativity to your life. So the name of this episode is probably scary to some of you guys because I I don't think we think of designers or creatives as risk takers but we really actually are. And I was really thinking about this because um, I recently had listened to something that Bob Iger, who was the former chair, I was going to say chairman, the former CEO of Disney talked about. And that was about how um, that after you fail something, the response usually is to be more conservative. But he said, actually, you should be uh, you should take more risks. Once you've done something risky and it's failed, you should do more risk because if you don't, if you become more conservative, it will almost certainly fail again and you kind of get into that pattern. And I was thinking about that quite a bit for designers because it, it really rang true. You know, as designers, we are putting our artwork out there for the universe to see, right? It, for some of us, that feels like no big deal. For some of us, that actually feels very, very risky to um, put kind of some of our heart and soul or maybe our baby out there for other people to see. Um, I feel about that only maybe 25% of the time usually. And I, I don't know if it's just because I've been doing it so long. So I just feel like I'm just designing. I'm just doing it and I'm putting it out there. But um, if you are someone who feels that way, who you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm putting this out there to be seen, to be critiqued, to be liked or judged, then that is a risk and it feels very vulnerable and it can be very, very hard. And um, you do for sure have to, um, you know, talk yourself through that process. So I think there's that piece of it. But the other piece I really thought about was over the last 14 years as I have owned my design business, you know, so it's different than when I was teaching at a university. That's, it's really set, right? When you have a job and you are teaching somewhere or you have a job and you're designing in-house somewhere, that's really different than owning your own creative design business. We have to take risks every day. And some of them don't even feel like high risk, but they, they are more than you realize. So one of the things we teach in design suite is we have to choose online shops and we, you know, we have like a subset of them that we like, uh, our designers to go work for, to get going, making money and doing all the things right. And so we like those shops, but if we choose a shop, we are actually taking a risk. Why? Because they're going to suck up a ton of our time. 
right? If we're in five shops, there are going to be five shops that suck up a lot of our time. That is a risk we are taking with one of our most important resources, which is time. Now, Am I saying not to do it? No, we, we've got to take those risks. We've got to make decisions. We need to start in online shops or get contracts with, with companies to start our design career, to start making money in a design career, right? If we don't, if we don't take those risks, we won't make any money. It's not much of a career. But every step along the way, it actually is this little bit of a risk you're taking. I was really thinking about some of the risks I've taken in my design career. And I remember when I left my first scrapbooking company and I um, moved on to my second one. The second one is where I became the creative director. And it felt like a really big risk at the time because that was going to be a huge suck of time and resources. I was pregnant with my third child at the time and um, I wasn't sure what the payout was going to be because of the way we had situated the company. It was great. It was a great overall situation for me in the long term, but it was horrible in the beginning because I didn't make very much money because I got a piece of that company. And so as we were building that company and I was very, very pregnant and figuring out what we were doing, um, you know, I just went with it knowing that it was a risk I was willing to take. Now, why? Why, you might ask. I want each of you to think about this, especially those of you who are my design suite program members, because you guys know I really want the best for you. I want you to be thinking about every step of your design business, because that's what you're creating here. You're creating a design business, okay? With every step of your design business, you are going to choose risks that give you something back, okay? So I knew the risk of becoming a creative director instead of being able to run my own business the way I wanted to, instead coming and helping someone else build a business was going to give me experience that up until that point I had not had. I had been a professor. I knew academically what was right in design, but I didn't know what a creative director was thinking when they were looking at my work, right? And suddenly I did. I really knew because I really had a firsthand knowledge of those meetings that I was sitting in, those printing, you know, all the printing we we're doing, checking on colors, making sure that that was like for the first time I really saw the process. And it was the first time I also saw that there were times where great designers would, would send me stuff and we didn't use it. Not because it wasn't great, but because there was either something competing that we already had, because the timing wasn't right, because the artwork, we, we focus grouped it, and we, even though the artwork was great, we were really struggling to have people connect to it. Um, color scheme was something we'd already done before. So there were all these things that were going on with me as a creative director that I now saw from this point of view. So as a designer, when I have contracts and I have contracts right now, right? I don't get offended or sad when my line doesn't make it all the way through. Why? Because I know it might not be just the artwork. We've got to tweak it in some way to make it work for whatever that creative director is thinking about, right? That I, I hope that gives a lot of you hope too, because 
so many times we get really offended or sad or worried and we're like, oh my gosh, we were rejected. When the truth is it, it had more to do with the bigger picture of things and very little to do with you, right? Very, very little. It wasn't because the artwork wasn't good. It wasn't because you weren't a fantastic designer. It just wasn't right for this particular point in time, okay? So there was that piece, okay? So I kept thinking about some of the risks that I have taken, and and I was thinking about the risks my design suite members have taken. There has been something that has popped up over and over and over again in the last little bit, and that is we are getting a lot of design suite members who have taken programs before, some of them my programs, like from 12 years ago before, okay? And in the in the last couple um, that have come in, and I, I usually do a consult, you have to apply to get into the program and stuff because we want to make sure you're a good fit for the overall group. We, we have a very tight-knit community. Um, and uh, I, I had a talk with someone, well, actually the last three people, who said to me, I, I just took another class. I just took another online class. And um, I'm done with it and something is still missing. And I was like, and what was that? And they were like, well, it seems like you have the answer to that. And I was like, usually we do. (laughs) And the reason is because I've taken all of these risks as a designer by being a creative director, by actually doing a PhD and putting money into that, by trying shops all over the internet to see what would work and what wouldn't work, um, by starting a program, I didn't even know if it would work or not. And it's been amazing. But like when we take all these risks, like we can figure those things out. So I'll, I'll tell you, I'll finish that story. Um, the last three people who've come in who said that to me, they said that there was something missing. I said, well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you from my experience what's missing. Number one, they're teaching you a skill. They're not teaching you how to get paid or how to make money as a designer. Those are two really different things. And they were like, yeah, it is. And I was like, but did you learn the skill? And they were like, yeah, I think I learned the skill. I was like, but they, did they tell you how to make money? And they're like, no, like you, you just have to get a contract. And I was like, which is the worst way to get going as a new designer, okay? If you're my design suite members, you guys you guys have all heard all this, right? Um, that's the worst way to try to get started going, okay? The second thing is I suspect they didn't give you the time or one-on-one mentorship that you actually needed. And they were like, yeah, I never heard from the person. I was put in my own group. It was a short program, just a few months long or even a month long. And so, you know, I didn't, I didn't know, you know, what to do next. And I was like, yes. And that is the other reason. And so I went about building my program just the way I knew I, I would from a university background, but then it's so crazy that then as people started coming in the program, they were taking risks. How are they taking risks? They risked taking a smaller program, right? And instead of doing like cutting their losses and being more conservative, they'd already been in and they go, wait, I'm going to take a bigger risk. Because I now know what's missing. And that actually is one of the powers of risk-taking is when we take small risks and we kind of see what works and doesn't work. So I, like, I think that's really great that you can do that. Then you have the ability to move on and take a bigger risk because you it's not as big of a risk, is it, right? Because if you know what the, the holes are 
that are in your own education or what you're looking for in your own design business. If you know what the holes are, then you should be able to you know, start filling up those holes and taking risks that make more sense, right? So in, in a sense, you're not even taking as big of risk, but it feels that way because if the first risk you took, like by taking a digital class or an online class or a surface design class didn't pan out, didn't make you money, okay? Which sometimes, I mean, we've got to figure out like what is it on us, right? Is the artwork not there or whatever? But if you've kind of like isolated and you're like, it's fine. It's just, I still don't know how to do X, Y, and Z. And you find a program and my, my program might not be what it is. Might be some other program out there or maybe a mentorship, um, or one-on-one coaching. There's so many ways to go about this, you guys. Um, and then find the thing that fulfills what that risk didn't take care of. And then you take another risk. Instead of becoming more conservative or being like, oh, I can never make it. The ones who end up in my program are ones that are like, oh, I took that risk and now I see if I could take this bigger risk, like this will be more of an investment. It's a better investment because it's covering all the things that I didn't know how to do before, which is what we're always looking for, right? I take a ton of risks in my business. It's so scary. Every time I hire a new team member, it feels like a humongous risk, right? Because financially, I want to make sure we can take care of everyone on the team. Um, But at at the same time, like there's not really much reward if we're not taking these risks, calculated risks, right? Calculated risks that are investments of our time, investments of our money, so that we can be successful so that we can get to the place that we've always wanted to get. So I hope for you that you are a um, a thoughtful risk taker. I know my Design Suite members definitely are. It's a big investment to come into a program like mine because it's, first of all, it's your time. We expect a year of your time to get you where we want you going, okay? And it's a a financial investment. But we know that you can make 10 to 10x, if not 100x, what you learn in our program so that you can be successful, which is what we're really, really hoping that you will do um, and put in your time because we love it when our designers are super successful. It's so awesome. All right, guys, thanks for joining me today and I will talk to you soon. Hey, did you know that you can visit me at makeanddesign.com to learn more about this podcast and join my VIP group for weekly freebies? I can't wait to see you there.